Welcome to FraserCast, a place where we discuss all things autism, mental health, and special needs. I'm your host, Dave Fettig. Before we begin, I would like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Geritom Medical. Geritom has a strong commitment to support Fraser's programs. Geritom's close and rewarding partnership with Fraser helps the amazing residents and staff that live and work at Fraser. Geritom's focus is to serve in the Twin Cities community, not solely as a pharmacy provider, but also as a strategic resource and partner. Thank you, Geritom, for your continued support of Fraser and the families we serve. Today, we are meeting with Rachel Gardner, director of the Fraser Autism Center of Excellence. Rachel has more than 20 years of experience with serving Fraser families with autism. In 2004, she was recognized with the Carol Gray Award, a national honor for making an outstanding contribution to the lives of children with autism. Rachel is a certified provider of Early Start Denver model and has expertise in the areas of parent guidance, diagnostic evaluation, and outpatient therapy. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great. Glad to have you back on FraserCast. So we're here to talk about telehealth. Mm -hmm. So let's begin at the beginning and please describe for us where this idea generated and um, the the need for it. Sure. So this is an exciting adventure for us to fulfill our, our mission of 3535 so that no family will have to travel uh, more than 35 minutes or 35 miles to uh, obtain Fraser services. That's great. So uh, in the past, how are these patients served? How are these families served? Mm -hmm. So we have built a lot of buildings throughout the metro area to try to reach as many families as possible, but realize that there's a lot of families in the rural Minnesota that just can't access the range of services that Fraser has to offer. Many of them are getting school services and maybe some um, uh, private occupational therapy or speech therapy in the communities, but not doesn't have the whole array that Fraser might have. So are you, how are you trying to reach these families? That is to say, if I'm up in Grand Marais or Moorhead or mm -hmm. out in Marshall, do I know about Fraser right now? Would I know about Fraser? We're doing a lot of uh, marketing and a lot of campaigns to, to reach our community partners. So talking to pediatricians, talking to schools. Um, we do have a lot of families who do hear about Fraser and come and get evaluations, but then it comes, the question remains where to, where to serve them or how to serve them best after they have a diagnosis. So we're super excited that now we have an option for many families um, that can be done right within their own home, within their setting, and again, us looking at the collaboration with the community partners. Who are the ideal clients or patients for a telehealth service? Are there some patients mm -hmm. who absolutely need to be seen in clinic? Yep. So this is uh, the particular program that we're starting in 2020 is called our Early Beginnings Program. And this is for very young kids. It's for kids birth through four who have either an autism spectrum diagnosis or are considered to be at risk for that diagnosis. And um, this is a 12-week program. It's a parent coaching model. So we felt like this was a great way for us to really look at starting more telehealth services within Fraser, because it's, it's built on the Early Start Denver model, as um, you mentioned, is a, it's a program for kids with autism. And it's a parent coaching model. So it, it, whether it's done in clinic or over the uh, computer, we are actually coaching the parents to do the work. So it lent itself beautifully for us as a starting point to do more telehealth. So it'd be anybody who's birth to four with an autism diagnosis. So that's the market you're focusing on right now. Is for right now. Four. Yep. And then we'll try to hopefully expand to other services. But for yeah. now, this is the program that we're really focusing on. So let's talk 
in specifics, if we can, about mm-hmm. the parent-coach model and how that works and how it would work with telehealth. Mm-hmm. It's actually amazing. I've got to see it myself done a few yeah. times. And in center, we know, we know that parents are the change agents. It's not about what we do. It's about how the parents are able to work with the, with their kids. So we actually train our staff on this model. We also train them in actually how to coach families. And um, so we, if it's in center or over telehealth, we're taking the back seat and we're giving parents um, tips verbally, how to play with their child, how to approach their child, what to say. Um, and we're getting lots of feedback from the family. So it's, this is just over computers. So we're able to see what the family sees. Um, they can sometimes wear little movable cameras or we just attach the camera where we need to. <laughs> if it has to be done outside, if it has to be done inside, wherever the child feels most comfortable. And then we're able to just coach the parent what to do next. And Honestly, if it's done well, you, you kind of forget that there's that piece of equipment between you. Interesting. So it's happening in real time. For example, if I had a child and mm-hmm. I would be playing or inter- otherwise interacting with my child mm-hmm. real time and I'm getting coaching from yep. Minneapolis and, yep. I, and I'm out in Marshall. Yep, exactly mm-hmm. right. So the first, the first session, we just take some time to explore the house, find out where the therapy might be best. We set it up. We can make sure there's no distractions as much as possible. But it's ideal. The families are in their their natural setting, and the staff is in an office in one of our seven locations and giving feedback. So that's one particular use of telehealth. Mm-hmm. Is this the primary focus of this program, or are you using it to diagnose or otherwise, you know, provide services. Mm-hmm. Right now, our, the primary focus is on the intervention, looking at ways to eventually do the diagnosing, which um, will just take a bit more creativity and collaboration with some school districts potentially to help us with some of the testing. Because there's some pieces that lend itself very nicely to do over over the computer. But as we're talking about looking at very nuanced behavior, and kids are quick and fast, we have to. Think about how to do kind of that, that diagnostic. And this is a question that lots of agencies are working on national, nationally so we can learn from each other. Um, but right now, that it will be the focus on the intervention piece. Is one of the motivating factors have to do with the fact that, if I understand it correctly, mm-hmm. uh, many children with autism don't travel well? Is it? It is true. Yep. So it's a lot of our kids with autism have a hard time with transitions. So moving from one place to the next, one activity to the next can be very challenging. And spending that much time in a car, we often have families who will drive an hour or more one way to get to services. And um, that's not easy for anybody, not easy for the family, not easy for the kid, siblings who have to ride along. So this is an option, hopefully that they can get what they need. I believe you described a 12-week process. Is that the beginning and the end of this, or how long does this last, or how do we graduate into other sorts of programs? Great question. This is the beginning. So they start with a 12-week program, and then most of our families will move into, we're actually starting to do telehealth, um, occupational therapy, speech therapy, which is, um, again, a new adventure for us. We're very excited about that. And then um, pretend, most families uh, will do ongoing family therapy sessions after that, booster sessions, um, and potentially even family uh, parent groups too. So we see this as a, as a long-term program, but they'll start with this 12-week program. So we have common language and a common set of ex- expectations. So this could go on go beyond just Mm -hmm. uh, with the child, but with the parents and other family members and that sort of thing. Are you hoping to create some sort of community or network of parents around the state so they, you know, they don't feel like they're all alone somewhere? Yeah, I think that would be ideal. We would love that. 
um, I've had the privilege of doing a lot of uh, parent groups and the connections made there are invaluable. And we often hear from families in more rural areas that they want to be able to talk to somebody who's been there, done that, or going through a similar situation um, currently. So that would be absolutely our our dream is able to connect those, have those connections either in a more structured way or informally as well. So I'm up in Crookston and I'm listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and I'm interested in this service. What would I do? You would just call Fraser. There's the main number online. You could just call Fraser and say that you're interested in the early beginnings program and we'll take it from there. Or Fraser.org. Fraser.org, exactly. Yes, www.fraser.org. Absolutely. <laughs> what if I don't have resources, the technological resources that you're describing, you know, a fancy mm-hmm. computer with all this, that, and the other thing? Mm-hmm. How, how will this work for me? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, the new platform that we've got is, is very user-friendly. You can use it. You can do it on your smartphone. Um, and if someone doesn't have any of the resources, then we... We do have on occasion lent some of the equipment to people as well. So our first session is really just to talk to families about what kind of connection do they have, what equipment do they have, and help to brainstorm options. We've had some families that have equipment but don't have the connection that we need where they live, so they might go to grandma's for that hour who might have a better connection, for example. So there's lots of different options. We don't want that to be a barrier, Um, and so far it has not been. Is this program reserved for families outside of the metro area? That is to say, I may have a situation, I'm in city mm-hmm. or I'm in the metro area, but mm-hmm. it's just really difficult to get into the clinic on a regular basis. Can I use yeah. this service? Yeah. We are hoping to reserve this, surf- this service for families who just don't have the option to get to one of our seven metro locations. We have tried to, to place our clinics in areas um, that have a broad enough circle that families could hopefully get there that are within the metro area. But there's exceptions to everything. And so if there's an exception, again, you would just call our main number, which is on the website, and talk through with a clinician what possibilities you might have. Are pediatricians across the state uh, learning about this, hearing about this? I'm sure that's part of the goal. Yeah, for sure. We're doing a big marketing campaign. So we're having staff do a lot of outreach to talk with uh, pediatricians so they understand what the program is, um, along with school districts to partner with them too. And so far, we've got a lot of great um, partnerships happening. Let's back up to the beginning here again and uh, describe for me, maybe it's been quite some time that Fraser has come to realize that a service like this would be valuable for patients in Minnesota. When did this sort of dawn on you guys? Well, we've been doing this certain coaching, parent coaching model for a few years, about maybe four to five years. Um, and then we've been doing a little bit of telehealth, but uh, over the years, but really wanted to find a way to um, make a more concerted effort with the telehealth service in general. And so we decided that this would be the, the best model for us to, to launch with because it already is, is based on that parent coaching and there's a lot of evidence behind it um, nationally already. So we thought that this was the place, best place for us to start because um, it's less about us working with the kid directly as it is about us coaching the parent to do it. Great. So begins with zero to four. Mm-hmm. I say begins with because I'm yep. assuming there's an ellipsis here, dot, dot, dot. Yes, exactly. And there are plans to yes, expand. absolutely. Please mm-hmm. describe what the... Yeah. So we plan to expand not only just this early beginnings program, but again, we're adding on the OT and speech and family therapy and parent groups as a package to this early beginnings program. But we're also looking at how we can use telehealth in other ways. So right now we are also doing telehealth 
um, mostly for feedbacks for our diagnostic evaluations. So that's a service that many families come to us long distance away. Um, and sometimes it's hard for us to get all wrapped up in the time that they're with us. We need to do a separate feedback session about the diagnosis and recommendation. Again, a nice way for us to use telehealth. We don't have to have the, the child or individual there. Um, so we are doing that already. And then we continue to look at how we might do more individual therapies, family therapies, even eventually a full range of diagnostic evaluations as well. So this is a growing trend across the nation. So it's very exciting. Um, again, it's hard for families just to come in sometimes. <laughs> right. If we can help meet them where they're at, um, hopefully we can connect better and, and more easily. So this launches in January 2020, mm-hmm. right now, the mm-hmm. new year. Um, is it rolling out across the state right away, or is it going to be a phased sort of approach? It's rolling out across the state. So we were busy making a lot of connections as as we are. We've we've been piloting this for a year, and then um, with the, the more concerted effort in January to try to reach a lot more families. But we, we are ready to go. And you have, obviously, all the docs lined up, everything you need, the, the professionals on the other yep, end of the staff are trained computer. and, yep, <laughs> set to go. Would you so. ever hold multi, would you have, in effect, a class? That is to say, uh, I'm, a, I'm a provider, I'm a physician, and yeah. I have six people on at one time. Yeah, I for- think absolutely. So we, we um, are fortunate enough to have a new platform, mm-hmm. a telehealth platform, which allows us to do more group work. Um, so we're exploring all options, but I know that that is something that has been utilized, not so much with kids, but with adults in the past. So, But we're looking at how we can maximize that for sure, um, either with kids or with adults, again, partnering with school districts. So there's a number of different possibilities. And I just want to be clear for parents who might be thinking about this. Mm-hmm. This is for children and families who already have a diagnosed child. Mm-hmm. And maybe they have a relationship with Fraser or they don't yet. Have they, have they already known you or is this maybe their first it, time they're touching you guys? It could be out? both. Okay. And I would also say even if they don't have a diagnosis yet, and have the, if they have concerns, that they can still call and ask about the beginnings program. We will help them through the next steps. Which for us to bill insurance, we do have to have some sort of an assessment with the diagnosis, but we will do that at the beginning of the, pro- the um, program then. And if appropriate, we'll then start the early beginnings. So anybody could call if they have had connections with Fraser or not, if they have a diagnosis or not. Fantastic. It's very exciting. Yeah, we're very excited. Great. Uh, anything else that I've missed, Rachel, that you want to add in? No, I think we got it. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you for listening to FraserCast, a place where we discuss all things autism, mental health, and special needs. For more information, visit us at www.fraser.org. That's F-R-A-S-E-R dot org. And once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Geritom Medical, a valued supporter of Fraser.